Do you make Ryan do the clicks? Yeah. But Can you do probably the... like, I guess so, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> to, well, don't be an asshole to Ryan Murphy. No, I'm asking as a favor. He's doing a favor to me to get me going. Anyways, do your best Ryan Murphy accent and then clap. Just do oh. the tick, tick, ticks. You guys are both confusing me. Ryan Murphy doesn't have an accent, at least for a second. He just, he just oh seemed very calm. Do the tick, tick, ticks. <laughs> I'm not doing the ticks. You are now listening to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. Tick, tick, tick. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Good, Bad, or Bullshit. It's me, the Tony Stark of this show. I'm talking about Croft and Steers. With me, I got my two co-hosts. Coming all the way from the realm of Asgard, I'm talking about the Thor of this podcast. Bo Schwartz, how goes it, Bo? How are you, brother? I'm Thor. Give me beer. And where's my hammer? From the uh, outer realm of this podcast, I'm talking about our all very own Rocket Raccoon, Mike Hodgins. Mike, how are you? I'm not a raccoon. I'm a, actually he's a raccoon. What was it that someone else was always calling him something that he wasn't? A, a rabbit. Well, rabbit. You're a rabbit. Come on, rabbit. Yeah, I like how he's a god and doesn't know the difference between. Look, he, there's a lot a of creatures in the universe. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like to, to, to get down think, to the you'd think after living forever, you would have figured out the difference between some first basically. off. I think he said 1500 years, which isn't forever. And secondly, well, getting I know down... the difference and I've only been alive 39. Yeah, years. but you spent the whole time on this planet. Imagine spend you... enough time on Earth. Well, maybe I guess I'll give you that. You win. Yeah, yeah he's, he must be dumb or he just doesn't like animals. Come yeah. with me, rabbit. If and you who are you? To live. Let me see. Uh, Ant Man. No, I told said I was Tony Stark, billionaire Tony Playboy. Stark. No, you know <laughs> that's not even close. The philanthropist. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's not even close. Yeah. Look, I even have the facial hair, sort of. It's What's... like you don't have the looks, the smarts, or the money. What? What science? What have you done a single science in your life? No. You know what? That's a good point. <laughs> I didn't think about the whole science angle. Yeah. So Ant Man wouldn't work either. So I guess I'm Captain America. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before he takes the serum. You know, I'm surprised you just didn't give yourself Spider-Man because I'm like, I would have sort of believed that because it's sort of like dorky kid. You know, Spider-Man's for... also a scientist. Yeah, Spider-Man also oh, has yeah, knowledge. Yeah, he's smart too. I like Basically, how... uh, Drax without the muscles. <laughs> <laughs> Who could Crofton be? Drax is loyal to his family. Well, you're loyal. Yeah, I guess. And you, got, you have good you qualities, just not the ones that you wish you had, which is like most of us. You're human. Be, oh, you know what? I'm Star Lord. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> cracking. Sure. All right, I'll give you that. Uh, single-handedly, like I... let Thanos win by being selfish. Yeah. Whatever. I what just w- was emotionally connected to my family and lovers. I will say though, I really related to Thor in this in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> you have a lot in common, you know. Uh, <laughs> you see, actually, if you see this movie for one reason, and listeners, I know this makes no sense, but we just spent an hour talking about Game of Thrones and Endgame before the show, so bear with us. You, <laughs> when you see Thor, you will understand why I say that from Endgame. That's all I gotta say. Hmm. He, um, 
I will. I just give context here. Bo and I have both seen the latest Avengers movie. Mike has not yet. Mike and Bo have both seen all of Game of Thrones. I have not yet. So we're kind of like operating the spectrum of Bo can talk to one of us yeah. about one thing and the other about the other thing. Well, well but- I'm working through Game I'm still not where – I'm not up to current on the Game of Thrones. I'm working there. It's so good. No, man. you got to watch that. <laughs> yeah. I do, Honestly, I will watch Game of Thrones at one point. Good. God. Yeah. Hey, unrelated to this, I got some kind of news to share with you guys. Oh. Uh, I bought an electric car, which uh, – Oh, congratulations. <laughs> oh, man. Good on you. For some I mean, reason, I was—I thought you were going to say you're having another child. It just... No, God. The way, no. Because we've been talking for an hour, and you've held that news for the show. I thought, you know. Well, because I'm just like, oh, whatever. It's a neat thing to talk. Also, if anyone's ever listened to this show, they know that I'm like a, you know, insufferable anti-consumerist and capitalist. Buying anything expensive and new is sort of irritating. But Key word, insufferable. Insufferable. Yeah, I think you'd like that one. Um, but yeah, I was just like, my car's getting old and I'm like, I really feel this needs to happen as anyone else who's also listened to the show knows that I'm like, climate change is a real effing problem and people need to start changing their behaviors. And I'm like, yeah, they're expensive, but I'm like, I'm just going to do this because it needs to be done. I'm lucky enough to have a decent job. My wife's working. So I'm like, okay, we're doing it. So I'm excited. I'm getting this car. <laughs> I can tell you're excited because you announced you had an electric car, and then you rationalize why you made the purchase instead of tell us which model it is and how pretty well, it is. Because the thing is, I, <laughs> look, I've never owned a new vehicle ever. I've only so, owned oh, so this is like pristine. Yeah, I've new never car I, smell. Well, you, yeah. Does it have new car smell? Well, I don't even have it yet. It's ordered. It's going to be oh. made in Korea and then brought. Wait, when, ship, so when are you going to get it? I don't know. Maybe like. It'll be like two months, three months probably. Okay. Oh, Because yeah. it's like it's, they're that brand new that it's like there just aren't any here. You can't even get them secondhand, the one I've got. Well, and just make sure you take care of it and get, don't get in any accidents because I have a friend who bought a vehicle recently and got into an accident, and it's been a nightmare. Oh, really? Because the parts aren't in circulation that much yet. With the, Was it know, from an electric car? No, no, no. But just generally speaking, like when they first make a new line of cars – Right. Their parts aren't readily available, so try and give it a few years before you have to go find parts. For it would it. be funny if I got because I've driven a lot in my life because I used to live in the booties and drove every day, and and now I don't drive so much. It would make me laugh if I bought this brand new car and then crash it like in a week because <laughs> I'm like I've never had even a fender bender and knock on wood, and I've like I've driven a lot, so I'm like yeah. I'll try to go easy on it. I, it is funny, though, because you told me, and I, di- I didn't even know about this when you were speculating about, like, it, oh, am I going to buy it last week? You um, About how the engine just ex- revs the, or doesn't doesn't need to so uh, compared to uh, a gas car. Like, They're it just, just goes – go. so that's – that, like, as a driver would take, you know – I could see you getting in an accident early as you you know like well it goes fast like i mean it, it like they're just they're so much better i'm gonna gush over electric cars here just briefly but i'm like they're so much better than gas cars as soon as you drive one like i took the test drive you'll be like why the hell would i ever want to drive a gas car again they're so shitty and everyone's like because i might want to drive on a road trip once a year for and i don't want to stop for half an hour to charge the car or whatever like i mean there's they're almost silly reasons but like when you drive the thing it's just awesome and fun, like, and it's so smooth, and the, and there's like so little moving parts. There's no like oil leaking out of the thing. Oil, no oil changes. It's like the future is now. People get the electric do, car. Do you? Uh, one thing I've always been sort of curious about, like, uh, does it make no sound? No, it's is like super the... silent. And the, so, and if it, 
just if it does make sound, it's like, in, in fact, I think in the States, they have some rule. I don't think this is true in Canada where the car has to emit a noise yes. because they're too quiet. And uh, that's what I'm curious about. Almost slash worried. Like the idea, the idea being like that, that you've got this stealth car that could literally beam you. You know, I'm my, my brain is just wired for the, the sounds of car cars to the point that like you know at one point i'm really gonna have to change the way i even get a r- walk around or look at things yeah. or jaywalk but, but the you thing know it's like, like honestly like the sound of the tires and wind it still makes noise like i mean you hear it did, right it's just like the motor doesn't make noise and and it always like i mean i always said this for a long time like my brother is like the opposite of me he's got like giant vehicles with huge motors that spew gas and pollution here, like and they were so like he's got this boat and it's so loud when he turns it on it's just like blah, 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 like echoes across the, the water it's ridiculous uh but i always say to him like i'm like that's the sound of inefficiency like when when a motor makes sound it's because it's wasting its energy making heat and noise and I'm like, sure he loves it when you say that to him. <laughs> well, because that's the thing. It's like people have like conflated things. They're like, listen to the sound of the power of that motor. And I'm like, that's, that sound you're hearing? Is that motor being completely inefficient? It's like the electric motor is super quiet because all its power makes the thing go. It doesn't waste it like black. It's like someone screaming ah! in the air and being like, instead of doing something functional, they're just like he's screaming and yelling at you. That's what like a gas motor is like. That sound you hear, boy, is you swimming back to shore. Get the hell out! Yeah, and then I would, and then I get in my sleek canoe and be so quiet. Yeah. Be so quiet. <laughs> I, I like this. I like this passionate talk about the electric car. Well, I, thanks for it. Let me chat about it. It's rare, rare I make a big purchase, and um, hopefully it'll last a while. It, I'm excited. It, like you don't have to tell us or the listeners how much it was, but like I think the cons- the perception around electric cars is they're extremely expensive yeah so like i'll tell you exactly what i paid because i don't care about that stuff uh so the in canada uh you can get so the car i got was called a kona uh it's a hyundai brand it's like some suv little suv crossover thing and you can get a base gas model car for like twenty one thousand dollars you know which again the most money I've ever spent on a car is $5,000. So even that is like a massive difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The electric car, after a, gov- after a government rebate and taxes and all that, was like $47,000. So that's a lot more money. And it's like, and I, and, and like, and I can't even, I'm still astounded at the fact that I've put out that much money for something like this. But I mean, it's nothing compared to, say, the cost of a house. Uh, but it's still a lot of money, you know? But I'm just, again, I come back to people, I see people around or in similar positions to me who choose to buy something like a BMW, which costs more than an electric car. And then that's just for status. That's just for saying, look at me. So I'm like, people have the money a lot of the time. They're just spending them on, you know, a Mercedes-Benz symbol or an Audi logo. Those cars are all as expensive as the car I bought. And not and how good. long will it? How long will it last? A million miles is what the motor will last, because there's no moving parts, and like like it just there's nothing to break. And even when I asked the guy who knew nothing about it, like the salesman, it was so funny how they're still in gas mode. I was like, "What kind of transmission does this thing have?" He's like, "Oh, I don't know. I think it's just like a regular transmission." And then I looked it up, and it's like they have no transmission because they don't need one because the motor is so damn good; it just makes the car go from zero to 165 kilometers an hour, and it doesn't need to change gears. Like that's awesome. Anyways, 
Speaking of changing gears, let's change gears gears of this podcast slash random topic generator, which, Mike, you've invested all this money into uh, this. (laughs) We need to get an electric one. Mike, do you have the machine ready? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, Here we (laughs) go. Well, you'll choke on the fumes, not on the machine. (laughs) There it goes. Oh, there it is. God. All right. That's a bad one. Um, The topic today is something called cultural appropriation. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) You guys ever seen a movie called Black Panther? It's funny because, uh, yeah, the other one was so polar opposite, (laughs) like in terms of, uh, because, yeah, we only have literally one other topic in our hopper right now. Um, yeah, cultural appropriation. That it seems to me it's just like when you're. Look, I'll give a good example that describes this because this happens a lot. Or, okay. or a lot. Can we can we all say what the first thing we think of when people say cultural appropriation? Yeah, I had like a mental image. Okay. Do, do who wants to go first? I will. I was. Just, I, this was the example yeah. I was going to give. It's when like white people go to music festivals and wear a, a First Nations headdress. Because it looks cool. Okay. That's cultural appropriation. And then they get shat on because it's like, why you, you, you can't wear that, you idiot. <laughs> like, that's. Well, thing. what's the first thing you think of when somebody says cultural appropriation? I don't know, to be honest with you. Oh, I gotta really? give it something. For me, it was dreadlocks. I was yes, like, oh, that's another big that's one. That's a good one. That's another big one. I was like, soon as somebody said, as soon as I hear it, I'm like, mm, dreadlocks. That one was uh, also kicking around in my head when yeah, I. It, it is. It, this is the thing that's that's tricky about you know the topic because there there are things, cultures, hairstyle, music, all of this sort of stuff that's associated with cultures, subcultures, that sort of thing. And then if they're the idea of, of cultural appropriation is that another culture, normally white people, um, <laughs> to take on that be it hobby um hairstyle whatever right i think rap music is is often the, the straddles that line where where for a long time uh when it was especially when it was rising in popularity um it, there was it, i don't want to say like I know I'm not even sure of cultural appropriation. When Vanilla right Ice term. came along, everyone was like, oh, "Yeah, what's this guy doing? oh yeah, 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 stuff like that." Exactly, where people were uncomfortable and being, you know, still to this day, there is some some. It's a lot different, but but it it is still seen when there's a white rapper or whatever. Uh, there's that. There's still some of that element at play, right? Yeah, it, it, it's funny because it is it is one of these things that where you can find these examples where you're like. It's clearly like an irritating thing that and it's again, yeah, mostly like white people who are like, hey, we like this aspect of this other yeah. culture that's not ours. Let's just take it and use it. <clears throat> there's that aspect. But there's also like sort of broader is it cultures are all sort of borrowing from each other constantly. Like, I mean, if you go back through history, it's like when when empires like butt up against each other, they they take things from the cultures that they either conquer or are trade with. Like, I mean, that's happened so that there, there it's not, 
it's like it's not always nefarious sometimes it's just like the good stuff sticks right and it's like and and culture is malleable and it feeds off of off of other inputs and you know and it can be a really positive thing like where it's like so it, it really is to me it's, it can be both things it can be like an oppressive obnoxious like vestige of like colonialism <laughs> or it can be just like good stuff rises to the top and it can come from anywhere and what about it might come all of us, where you don't expect what about all of us like in shawarma like to me food is one of the biggest cultural things that cro- easiest things to cross cultural borders because we all enjoy food but we may enjoy food a certain way and then as part of like the conquerors let's say we we start adopting the cuisine for entertainment of the people we've conquered or the people who are a minority and and so now we're appropriating culture because food is very much intertwined with yeah. culture but is it just just to be clear here because i honestly don't know is it like if i'm consuming something be it music or food or whatever or if i you're culturally appropriating own... Ital- italy by loving pizza so much no but no, I'm just saying, like, I associated in my mind as I opened my own shawarma store, you know? And I'm like, hey, guys, <laughs> I make shawarma now. Best shawarma in the city. And people, people are like, whoa, 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 buddy. Yeah, yeah, be like, uh, you know, you're not loving But, but like, go, going to, like, every shawarma place I go to, it's like, you know, it's a Lebanese, Lebanese shawarma place. And so then it's, then in, as Mike was saying about the, the, taking on aspects of different cultures and like in, uh, in sharing and cuisine and, and in different things. Like it just seems like that's, that's what you're doing. The, the cultural appropriation would be if I look to take it on myself some way. Yeah. Or... You know, it's funny. It's actually a pretty good example. I think of, of, of the two sides of this, because uh, like I heard recently that, so like, like Brit British people, I've not been to, been to Britain, but that basically uh, the... at this point they can, they, they consider um are they just called the English yeah. or are they British? Whatever. No, I think <laughs> I'd be there. No, All right, starting to get England, racist, let's continue. England, England is <laughs> one thing, but Britain is the British Isles and their whole like empire of like effing over the the world in the nineteenth century and eighteenth century. <laughs> they did. Come on. <laughs> so anyways, what I was gonna say from that was that I, I heard something where where in Britain they basically considered like curry uh, like Indian curry, like British food. They're just like, yeah, it's British. Like it's it's so in, involved in British culture, c- curry, that that it's no longer like Indian food or or foreign food or whatever you would want to call it. It's just British food. But it's like clearly it's because they were like, you know, sitting in India there. <laughs> being like, they're like, oh, this food's good. And yeah, uh, what do you what do you call this food? Curry. It's now English food. But I mean, so it's, it's like a little bit like, okay, that feels a bit like cultural appropriation in the sense that it's, it's clearly not from Britain. Like it's from India and now everyone in, you know, it's good food. I like Indian food. Who doesn't like it? So uh, are you like, talking about British curry? British curry? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> from Britain? Is there That's a curry British. called British curry? No, there's not. I'm no. just. If there oh. was, it would just be it's boiled potatoes with boiled meat in it. There's no spices. <laughs> Um, <laughs> no, there's tea in it. There's tea poured into yeah, it. It's boiled in tea. Actually, doesn't uh, so tea yeah, come so, from India too? Isn't the fact that tea time's yeah, a big yes, deal in England in is like they didn't have tea till they started going to India and bringing that shit back uh, to fucking yeah. England. 
But yeah. hey, wait, that's wait, wait. a good. Oh, go let, ahead. Let Mike. me let me just finish, finish my one thought because 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 yes, I think this, it's a good point. Like yeah, so they so you have these cultures like Britain is like okay, curry is like British food now. We like it, and you're like okay, they're appropriating clearly a cuisine from India. It's not of British origin. But then another interesting thing, if you think of like um, uh, Indian food, I think a lot of times you get like tom- there's a lot of tomatoes in it, you know, you, or, or a lot of curries will have like a tomato base and it's in there. And it's delicious or whatever. And then tomatoes, I, I think I've said this before on this podcast because I always find this an awesome fact, come from South America. Like there's no tomatoes in Eurasia, in Europe. There never was. They're all from the Americas. So, so you're like, okay, you associate that with Indian cooking or like, I like my shawarma with tomatoes on it. I'm like, those things are not from anywhere in, in, from, they're only from like the Americas. Or, or Italian food for that matter. Yeah. Italian, the... Yeah. Italian food. Perfect example. Like, t- t- so tomato based. There's never any tomatoes in Italy before, uh, before Europeans went to South America and then brought it back. So it's kind of like, were they appropriating uh, South America. It's like I mean, they were I think it's just was changing based it's, on it's, an input from someplace else. It's cultural yeah. appropriation, not appropriation of resources and oh, food. But what I mean is, like, it's like cultures borrow from stuff and they change. Right. And when they're influenced by other things, they morph and change. And sometimes that could be something like an ingredient in food. Sometimes it could be a good idea, you know, or awesome music. You know, so and, so where where does that line hit where if I put my dread in my hair I'm appropriating uh I don't know black culture as a white guy depends who you talk to and that's where it gets that's where it gets tricky right like some people would be like you're white with dreadlocks like we have a friend who who is a white guy with dreadlocks uh, and uh, it was in Montreal one time and got essentially accosted for having dreadlocks you oh, know really? and, yeah awesome. so by who Oh, maybe I'm 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 getting my white police? friends with dreadlocks mixed up. Uh, no, no, uh, by a group of uh, a group of young students, uh, <laughs> African Canadian students who were mm-hmm. like, you know. Anyway, it was uh, just just to- and essentially made to uh, feel bad. And I am getting my my dreadlocked white guys mixed up, Mike. It's jeez, um, uh, you, you don't have to too. name. Them. Okay, I w- I won't. But he's it's not who I'm thinking of. No. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, uh, what, what I was going to, just getting back to like the, um, the, the, when the term cultural, uh, appropriation is used, uh, like, is it ever used in a way that is not involving white people taking like on culture from another another culture? Like I, the example that Bo, uh, Bo mentioned tea, like, like if, if I was all of a sudden like having tea time at home and every day, oh, it's tea and like and be, big into tea as a Canadian, would I be like, would people be accusing me of culturally reappropriating stuff from the British? Well, would that, well or, that particular example is a bit. So because... I, th- I think there's a power dynamic at play with cultural appropriation because appropriating something is generally a criminal act in most legal, like, and maybe not, maybe not criminal, but it's often used in a pejorative sense, I suppose is what it, you know, I appropriated that money and and the misappropriation of money. Like it's in that family of words. So the idea that a culture is taking upon itself to say, we're taking this for ourselves. We're deciding. I think it's different if the culture says, 
Oh, British, you guys are so wonderful. You came to our country and were really nice. Here's some tea. You'll really enjoy this. Let's form trade relations and share in culture. I don't think cultural appropriation fits in there. I think it's when it's like a one-way, like, you're underprivileged, I'm privileged, but I think your underprivileged life is cool and romanticized, so I'm going to dress up like a gangster. Like I'm, you know, like I live a life in a, in a ghetto and, and the life I hear about, I'm going to emulate those things that I hear. And that privileged person is just like, I think something's cool. So I want to, you know, live it and express it and do whatever. And the underprivileged person's going like, my life sucks. Why the hell do you like, we just do this so that we have something for our own and you can't even let us have that. You're going to take that too. And I think that's where that comes from. Because, like, if you're First Nations in this country and you were slaughtered and displaced and feel that your land was taken from you, and then the people that you feel feel that might have hap- been responsible, ancestors or whatever, also wear your, you know, sacred or revered garbs as a fashion accessory to go dancing in the club or something, <laughs> you're kind of going to feel something. Yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, true. Like, it's super obnoxious. It's like there's a music video and they're like, oh, Shakira's dressed up as a Native American. Hey, what have you done? Oh, you know, it's, <laughs> oh, it's like, like, that's, but it's cultural appropriation. Right? Yeah. I well, mean, I, yeah, I agree. I mean, I think you're really on. There's a gif. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, one of the thing, one of the clips is gonna haunt Bo. Uh, but um, not the one yeah, where I, I said I, I love Hitler. I think you're really, you're really right about the power dynamic thing because I was thinking, you know, it's 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 interesting when it's like when it's like you see other cultures sort of mimicking, say like uh, like for lack of a better word, like American culture. You know, it's like it's like it's like leaders of uh, nations in Asia or Africa who wear like suits and ties, and you're like, well, where did the suits and ties come from? Like British and and you know it's like it's not traditional queer but then you'd be like but the difference is those are so you'd say are they appropriating like like american or 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 british descended culture and you'd say no you'd say that's a dominant culture which is which is pushing its norms on people so like i think that power dynamic is really interesting because i mean i would never think just to say that about them because there is dominant culture which again sort of just pushes what's norm what's normal and what's expected on people so you see that and then there's uh cu- and then there's cultural appropriation which i think again the example of the of the white person wearing or like the white girl wearing like hoop ear- hoop earrings i know that's often a big thing uh that, that you'll hear about being like that's you shouldn't be wearing those kind of thing um <clears throat> where it's just again it's just like smaller thing but i don't know i My think mom that, wears uh, hoop earrings she's racist <laughs> <laughs> um i mean yeah i know and that's why it seems well that's where but that, it's, it it's funny silly. that you say the racist thing because the people doing the cultural appropriation do not see it that way i think it comes from a place of fascination curiosity and that's where the frustrating thing about cultural appropriation is because like but it's so cool i want to be a part of the coolness Right, like to yeah, me, like yeah. cultural appropriation comes from looking at something, maybe misunderstanding it, but wanting it to use it for some purpose. I don't think it's nefarious, like racism actually is, which is like 
they are, Rastafari. They are <laughs> lesser than us because their brains are smaller, and we have the science to back it up. Yeah, like, like I mean, th- but I think racism operates on on those different levels. There's one where there's like overt, like you're a Nazi and you hate other people, and right. there's one where you're just like an ignorant asshole who's like i think it'd be cool to wear a headdress to the music festival because it's awesome and being like actually those those headdresses have really specific (laughs) cultural value you can't just it's not just you don't just wear them because it looks cool uh and the same is true of all other kinds of cultures because one is one is racist because it's it's overt and one is just because it's it's ignorant and it's still annoying yeah i guess the point i'm trying to make is that it's difficult for them to understand why they could be called racist because usually yeah. that's the argument, right? That's but there's the... X levels of ignorance too. Like Mike's Mike's version of ignorance is somebody that knows what they're doing, but doesn't think there's any harm in it and thinks that it's cool. But I know a lot of like people who, or some people who got their dreadlocks, who don't really recognize or understand why it would in any way be an issue. Same thing with the hoop earrings, right? Or, uh, but if you go to to a music festival with a headdress, or you get um, this is in in the levels of ignorance. If you you, you get the uh, the Asian or kanji tattoos, oh yeah, those are, every time I <laughs> see those, there's so many of them. I'm like, oh, on your why body are you doing that. With, <laughs> And so you know what you're doing at that point. You're like, yeah, put a put a, a it's in Mandarin. Ma- I don't speak it, it. Yeah, make <laughs> it say something awesome, and then and then they find out like that they've put something ridiculous on their body. It happens seems to celebrities all the time. You know, I put peace and love. Actually, that says dog penis. You know, like uh, <laughs> well, if I was like, an Asian tattoo artist, I would be writing all kinds of terrible shit. Oh God, yeah. Uh, I just, yeah. Another part of uh, cultural appropriation, too, and I don't know if we're – well, not that we're really moving on, but just to bring it into the fold, too, is um, uh, it gets brought up a lot in, in movies and television and, you know, motion picture media. Uh, you know, the depiction not only cultures, like, of race, but of – well, I mean, it, of race, but of also, like, sexuality, like, um, where you have straight actors playing – uh, roles that are for gay or trans people or writers or producers sure. of, you know, white people writing movies for black people, about yeah. black, you know, and, and doing that and that being a, a sort of condescension where they're just taking, they're sensationalizing the things that they see or think are cool about it and not really telling meaningful or true stories or, or making true art because, you know, you'd rather see like, like the Ghost in the Shell movie, the whitewashing that occurred because Scarlett Johansson played the lead instead of an actual Japanese woman. You know, <laughs> that, that movie, yeah. like it was, that, that, there was a lot of discussion about that. So things like that you, are also falling into do that. Do you know that John Wayne played Genghis Khan in a movie? But I mean, you know, <laughs> it, so it, dumb. It, it's it's dumb. But at the same time, like I think in the history of theater i mean we th- tend to think of motion picture a little differently but you know anyone can play any role like there's this you know if you want to take a shakespeare play and reverse yeah. all the genders of the characters like you can do that like it's just no playing. but like in- but increasingly they are saying like you shouldn't like and and there's been some talk of this recently with um uh with uh tra- there's there's a couple movies coming out with with when with uh, i think trans uh stories and they'd be like okay look if you're gonna do that you gotta hire trans a trans actor should play that or uh something along those or deaf actor i think i heard that too where it's like you had actors uh, there's something and it's like people pretending oh, to be deaf it's i like, mean there are deaf actors <laughs> from tropic and- thunder you never go full retard that's 
<laughs> but still, it's the same. I mean, it's appropriation, right? Like you're gonna most of the time if it's a mentally handicapped individual in a film, yeah. it's all it's I mean, Ben I, Stiller or you know Tom Cruise or Jodie Foster. Slide into political correctness because I feel like there's a little bit of like I don't know if we've talked about that, but we're I mean maybe these things over overlap uh, uh, as well. Um, but like again, back to the appropriation because when it's like entertainment, it's kind of like okay, yeah, there's there's probably some of that going on there, but it's more like the the really like taking stuff. I feel like music is is a, is a pretty prime example of of like um, yeah, and like white people getting into hip hop. Like when I think of hip hop, I think of my brother, like white kid in like rural Quebec, who's like loves like like public enemy and all this stuff I'm like you know where you're like well, there's what what nothing about what's being said in that music it applies to the life he lived or you know and you're just kind of like but it's cool and you want to be part of the like that movement and it's obnoxious because you're from a culture that's already the one that's dominant right so and then you know this cool music comes out no one ever heard anything like it hip hop's on the rise people are like yeah i want in on this and and black people probably rightly could be like screw off you know like uh it's not for you really but i don't know that it was ever you know it's also really popular like is it bad that people like stuff that's you know no, not I, from their culture i think, I don't if think... liking something is different than yes appropriating it for your, the symbols for yourself so if you like, i rest, love like so you think i listen and... i love rap music i listen to so much rap music everyone i meet always assumes i'm a rock and roll head and want to talk about rock and roll like i project no symbols yes, to anyone you don't, but th- but to communicate people, just think... how much like rap i like rap music and how much i listen to it and what no, i'm no, saying and... is but people who like it will maybe younger less wise or maybe they are in fact racist just adopt those symbols and things well that's what i mean like so yeah you're doing it like the right way you're appreciating the thing it doesn't you, yeah you wouldn't assume that from you but i think of all these dudes in high school that i know who like dress like rappers and like it just yeah, looks yeah. so awkward and, I, and you know not- remember how many how many of you out there flipped your pants backwards when crisscross asked you to jump you guys remember that? I did. I did not. You don't did remember you? that? Uh, no, no, I no, did. Of course, I remember that. I my didn't, but did. I can. I can name a few people. Did he go well, to school <laughs> like that? Yeah, yeah, he did. And I remember at the time. At the time, I was like, he missed There's... the bus, but he'll never, ever, ever gonna do it again. <laughs> and I remember as a privileged white kid in a white world, um, going, "Man, that's so cool! I wish my mom would let me do that." <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, it's so risky. I mean. Come on, you're. I think you know, we, we were like ten or eleven. Imagine going to your school with your pants backwards and defying. You know, I'm sure teachers would give these kids a hard time for it. And it's, but here's you know the other funny. It's kind of like a lot of this stuff is really like it's like the the whole talk of cultural appropriation is like society shouting at you, stay in your lane, you know, to yeah. whoever you are, whatever your identity is, like stay there. Because I mean, I think of. Because I knew you in high school, Bo, and I didn't. I didn't know you well in junior high school, but I, I recall uh, when Kurt Cobain died, and it was a big deal. Oh for man, people. I was sad. You were sad. <laughs> I remember. I was I crying. Knew you, but I remember that you were sad. Yeah, I mean, he, whatever. He was a powerful figure, but I also remember that you, you had. You must have gone through a grunge phase because I, I recall you wearing like the. It was like 
Plaid shirts. Cardigans, ripped jeans, and weird, yeah. ironic shirts. But the shirts. thing is, look, look, a white guy dressed in the grunge, no one's going to say boo to that. They're like, yeah, of course, that makes total sense. You know, <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like just fine. But if you know? aliens invaded and conquered our planet and they started showing up in grunge gear, we'd be like, stop culturally appropriating the, the white people yeah. of Earth, alien I mean, conquering like, bastards. Like, he, like, here's a kind of, you know, uh, question that's. So. Is this whole thing have a kind of double standard too? Like, so we're talking about like obviously white people are dominant culture, we're like that, you know. Uh, so it's like when we take over a culture, or it's cultural appropriation, or I'm just putting this out there as a question. Sure. But like I've seen, I've seen people of color who who dress in like you know what I would call traditional like punk garb, like the full punk look, you know, like uh, which is definitely like a thing that came out of like British society in a certain era and American society in a certain era. And I, I never thought to think like, is that cultural appropriation? Like if you're a person of color and you're like, I like, I like the punk scene, you know? And I think people would and say that's... like, right, rightly that like, Oh, that's a political movement or whatever, but it also is a style movement and a, and a whatever. And it, it, is it, I guess I'm asking, do you, is it, a, do you guys think it's a double standard where it's like, if a white person adopts some culture they think is appealing or, or resonates with them, that's from a minority group, that's cultural appropriation. And if it goes the other way, someone from a minority group, uh, like really something that resonates with them about about a culture that is more in the dominant fear, the fear that that's like, there's no problem. So, and is, so, and is that bad? So two, two, two answers. First off, this is the same question I asked earlier, except I, I used the example of me in England, which is probably not a good example. But, <laughs> because you but, basically are from England. <laughs> but, but, the, but the idea the idea being like, is it only an issue for white people? Is the term only used for white people? I think if you look at the term, uh, then it would, it would reflect any culture, but it's used more as a pejorative, and in which case it, it is only used mostly to the culture in power taking on you know the um the the styles or 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 fads or interests or of of subcultures minority subcultures so i don't think to answer your question i don't think that you would say that it is cultural appropriation uh i really do think there is a double standard but i think that double standard um acts in a way like you talked about it earlier mike when you were saying like it's a and and i think bo did too where as um an affluent culturally predominant um in this case it's still you know white males uh then then anything that you take on outside of that group definitely feels like salt in the wound a little bit right like it's like i'm taking on yeah you know i'm uh, I have all these advantages at my feet, and now I'm also taking on your your thing, right? And, and so that's why I think it's used more. But if you get down to the absolute terminology of it and say, like, what is cultural appro- appropriation? Well, it could be done in any which way. It's just not used that yeah, way. Yeah, I just don't way. think we call it that word when it's, like, in a positive light. And I'm sure, like, someone who's very well-versed in history or whatever can apply the the colonization of europe to other countries and and we feel so far removed from it because none of us have ever colonized or been a part of a world involved in colonization yet where we are is the product of all of that expanse that happened and when when europe decided to 
go everywhere else in the world and take what it <laughs> could. Like everyone, the yeah. fact that we are in the position that we're in now is is a result of we are affected or benefit from that period of time 400 years ago. And that's, I think, the view that you can take sometimes when you're looking at why is it always white people that are appropriating yeah. things. It's because, yes, we personally did not colonize anything or even condone a government which does that kind of stuff, but we're here because of it, and so we're still the product of it. And I think that's why it works that way, because I feel like if I never been never heard of India before and I go there, they teach they like me, I'm peaceful towards them, they teach me to make curry, I bring it back to where I'm from. That's not cultural appropriation. That's just sharing in culture. Like I think and I think when, when a minority group wants to be part of a popular white culture group like the punk example, usually that's awesome. I don't you wouldn't meet a white person who would think that that was bad or any person and and so i think that's because most of the time the exchange and sharing of culture and of values is really important to find people that you share those things with or that you learn new things from or think something is cool i think where people cringe or where it gets to be racist is when it when a certain group of race or of sexuality that's been historically maligned or mistreated and still to this day are uh, have that experience is when people say it's appropriation versus just the genuine sharing of cool shit um you know because i have no doubt if you were to go to first nations community and show a genuine interest in their culture beliefs and history they, they would gladly share that with you and that over time you know, that you would be allowed entrance and gateway into these things if you met the cultural needs. But then, you know, they don't want you to go back to where you're from or go on Instagram and be like, with First Nations, y'all, check out my shit, you know, or what? It, like, like that's, that's appropriation. There's right? another yeah. gift for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, yeah, it's, it, it's, it is interesting, and it's, this the subject seems so muddy to me still. Like I, because I totally am on board with I, all that stuff you said, and it's really it's like I completely agree. And I think the whole point of privilege is the fact that you have the like, like so, like I'm a white uh, dude, and I happen to like things like camping and ultimate frisbee, which is very like of a white man, dude it's... in Canada thing, you know? <laughs> People, yeah, exactly right. It's like a stereotype, but I'm like, I like those things. It's fine, but I also have so. I have the privilege to feel completely comfortable doing the things that that are attributed to me, mm-hmm. and also I probably have the privilege to, to like if I felt like like wearing like I don't know hip hop clothes, I could you know, and that's the privilege, and that's that the whole part of being part of that dominant culture. Even though you didn't do anything to establish it, you still benefit from it. Like I get that, and I'm totally on board with it. The, you want to say something, Carl? Well, I was just going to say, like, to your point about it being muddy, and I think that you're 100% right, it is it is complicated and it is tough and there, it's hard to to say what is insulting to one person and what is insulting to another. I just think, like, in a way, uh, if you are not crediting the source, then um, to a certain extent, or, or showing definitely, deference to the source um then 
that is where it's kind of at its most nefarious or talk. I don't know. I, if I yeah. dress up like Snoop Dogg, we're like, yo, I love black people. I love Snoop Dogg. You know, like, <laughs> just like shake your head and be like, uh, credit. Maybe. I don't think crediting the source does it. No, but I mean, I, I do, I do think it's like, there's a difference between like, like, um, what you said about going to India and having food, you know, made for you there and like taking a recipe home and something like I open my shawarma store and I say like, I make the best shawarma in the city. I am now taking on this and I'm taking, I'm taking ownership uh, of this, of this uh, culturally significant cuisine. Um, And that feels wrong. Whereas on the other hand, if I say like, you know, like if I open a shawarma uh, store based on like having been to, Lebanon and having made all sorts of friends and then working in a kitchen there and then coming over here and being like, okay, I'm going to try this, putting up photos maybe of my experience on the wall and making it very clear, like what my linkages are and stuff like that, then it feels, I don't know, it feels more palatable in, in, in that in that way, right? Yeah, and, if, you're, uh, if you're being genuine about it, I guess. If yeah. you're, yeah, you're being, you're, you're, if you just are, are clearly taking something because you want it or even are or, or taking credit for something in some way. And that's where I think that the, the music becomes so like uh, not, not people enjoying rap music, but when, when uh, white people started rapping uh, it, w- the idea being like, well now, now they're making money off this thing. That's culturally significant to us. Right. And that's where it becomes yeah, like, as soon sure. as you're pro- profiting on it. Um, uh, that's, that feels like the worst the worst yeah. kind as opposed to just like putting the kanji symbol on yourself and looking <laughs> like an idiot like that's like okay you look it's still cultural appropriation but it you know and some people may take that the wrong way but at least you're not like making money off it or exploit actively exploiting yeah well, to, i mean to... the exploitation is a, is another aspect and then hollywood has that right where it's like we're yeah gonna, we're gonna make a movie about black people for white people and it's gonna be super racist but that's not the audience we're trying to please we're trying to please white people you know with, with whatever this product is and yeah. so that's cultural appropriation for sure to and... to further muddy muddy this an already muddy topic um so yeah, think about this because this is all i'm completely on board with what we've been talking about especially around like it's it's in terms of trends you know where again it's like it's most like it's it's mostly the issue when it's like white people kind of like profiting from or getting social benefit from uh you know uh, a culture on the fringes or whatever but but when it comes to like the individual like 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 an individual person so do you guys remember that this there was this Pretty famous story. This I can't remember the details, but there was this woman who worked for like the double wait the NAACP in the stage or something like that. And then it came out that she was like white, and but she was pa- trying to pass herself off as being black. You remember this? Like, oh, this sounds familiar. So yeah, it was a big thing, and like, and and it, and it came out that she was like not. She had no black ancestry. She just was like, kind of just passed herself up. It is like. Is being black and now so okay so you'd be like okay cultural appropriation she's like is why is she doing that you know and you get all angry but then think so but then think about this aspect of like people so uh it came up briefly like trans people okay like so people who really feel like they're they were born the wrong way 
right? And they feel like they're born in a man's body, but they know in their heart they're a woman. And and I think we're on the right page and generally where we're like not trying to question that and be like, yeah, that's like your feelings are legitimate. Like this is a real thing. And, you know, in the culture we live in, I think mostly in the mainstream, we're trying to be like supportive of these people. And I'm absolutely am to be like, yes, you should be who you feel. But what if you feel like this woman where you're like you're born like a white person, but you feel in your heart that you're a person of color? Like, I think she's made statements like that where she felt like she was a person. I mean, there's of definitely color. been Jerry Springer and Dr. Phil episodes with that kind of content. Well, I, you know, but, but the thing is, I think it's a real conversation because it's like it's like, but what if you really, really identify with these other cultures and, and you're you're in earnest about it? You're not you're not trying to profit. It just feels right for you. And going camping and playing ultimate frisbee like other white people feels yeah, I like mean, it's, I it's, hate it. So you know what I mean? Is like, is that before anyone wants to jump down Mike's throat for saying that, because to some people it might be obvious, <laughs> but the, the the sexuality thing and your your identity, I think is very different than race. Like race, race is like it's like cold hard reality. Like cold hard well, reality is. But people would say the exact same thing. Look, look, you got the you were born with those parts. Uh, the same play way you were born with the color of your skin. Like I think there's a lot of similarities. It's cultural appropriation. It's not. It's not e- racial. Yeah, exactly. It's cultural. Yeah. Yeah. And and, but, and I mean, they, you, but you might you say that a, that a man up, is but, appropriating the culture of womanhood because. But if you literally have no ancestors from Africa, like what do you what do you say? Like, well, we all like, have ancestors from Africa, actually. Okay. Well, but. <laughs> From from Don't when the, when the you're swimming back to shore, boy. <laughs> from when the relevant culture was there, yes, I, there's yeah, a bit I, of a reality check. A there's a bit of a reality check when it comes to race versus that. However, like, if, you're, wh- if you're right, if you're right. a white person that grew up in Africa, knew nothing but black people for whatever reason, that's you were adopted, you were left somewhere. And you identify with that culture and not the culture of the other one. I mean, that's the subject of movies, and that's your culture. Like your, Guys, your culture is where I, you're from. I, I, I'm sorry, I gotta, I gotta interrupt here. I'm having a little bit of an emergency at home right now, so I'm gonna have to leave. Uh, so uh, do you want to throw your verdict out quick? We're, so we're, well, I just thought we could roll into verdicts like yeah, right, right now. Let's and do if it. Somebody could the, the uh, baby puke. Sh- the baby puke's rolling hard. I take yeah. it. So uh, it, verdict it time. Is. Here it goes. <laughs> You go first cross and you can hit the road. Order, I said. Order in the court. Order in the court. Let's let Dada go first. Sorry, guys. Sorry. No it, uh, it, but honestly, like it, this is one of those ones where, because as Mike said, it was so muddy. It's very difficult. There's so many facets to it, and and and. It's one of those topics where I guarantee you, like this in this episode, we've offended about a zillion people. And <laughs> apologies for that, but such is the difficulty of navigating something like cultural appropriation or even like sharing or like melting pot terminology, any of that sort of stuff it is tricky. Um, it, it's really hard because I don't want to deny anybody, you know, personal pleasures or cultural experiences um by by just coming down hard on cultural appropriation at the same time you don't want to see any exploitation going on so it it, it's a fine line to walk and i think it's some 
some cases on a case by case basis, you'd, you'd look at some cultural appropriation and you'd say like, well, this, this is okay. I, I'm comfortable with this or this were, you know, this person is getting something out of this that's valuable t- to them. And then other times you're like, whoa, that is not okay. And you sort of, you know, there's, it's a person by person thing, but sometimes, you know, there's extremes where it's pretty clear, like, this is not okay. And, 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 and this is okay because of the murkiness, because of the confusion, um, because of the fact that I don't feel particularly strongly one way or another, I'm going to, I'm going to fall in the middle and say, this is a, a uh, cultural appropriation is bullshit. Oh, so we got the well cow. Said. And uh, yeah, it's 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 tricky. It's tricky. I, I I still don't even know if that makes sense. But uh, I now have to leave you. And this is kind of interesting for me because I have actually no real idea what either of you guys are going to say. Mm. So I'm going to listen to this show afterwards, and then I'm gonna gonna figure it out. So it will be uh, will be interesting. And then you can write in, and we can read your letter on. Yeah. The list. <laughs> you guys were so dumb, <laughs> idiots. All right, thank you, See thanks, listener. Thank you. All right, cultural appropriate. Do you want to go first, or should it be me? Sure. Yeah, look, I'll go. Uh, I agree with a lot of what Crofton said, so he's going to like this when he hears it uh, later. Um, you know, it, it is it is muddy. I think for a for a lot of different reasons, and I think some these are legitimate reasons. And and it's it's one of those things where it's like when we were talking about it, there was there was like. I was getting confused even talking about it and feeling awkward asking some of those questions because I'm like, ah, I don't even feel like I should be asking a question like that, though I feel the discussion is always good good to have, but whatever. I don't want like, to talk about everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I think about cultural appropriation, I think it's one of those things of like, I know it when I see it kind of thing. You know, you know, the things that just exist in that plane where it's like, what is a cultural appropriation? Is it eating food from another culture? Like, no, I don't think so. Uh, is it like the white person at the music con uh, wearing the headdress? You're like, yeah. And I know that I know it when I see it. And it usually makes you feel a bit like cringing or like, oh, that person shouldn't really be doing that or showing that that person when you, when you, when it tweaks that thing in you where this person is not aware of what they're doing. Um, I think the idea of cultural appropriation comes in. Um, but I do think it bumps up heavily against that, like, culture share, culture borrows, uh, culture is fluid. Um, not so, and that can be a really wonderful and awesome thing. Uh, and I think we need to do more of that. Like, I think in the world, we don't want to find ourselves in silos of, like, you're here, you're like this, stay there. I'm like this, stay there. And keep your own stuff and that's it. I feel like that's not a that's not a progressive world. And I feel like if we need to get to a place where we all can love each other for who we are, we need to be able to to accept other cultures, to be able to embrace them, to be able to take the the good, leave the bad, and yes, hopefully not do it in an exploitive manner because that is that's the element of it that's bad. So I mean, so yeah, so because it's so muddy, I'm going to agree with Crofton's verdict and say that cultural appropriation is is bullshit. And it's bullshit. Like it's a bullshitty thing to do. And, and I, when you're unaware of it, when you're benefiting off another, especially when you're part of the dominant culture. Um, but it's also bullshit, and it's sometimes it's just it's just people being influenced by something great, and they want to expand on it, and that that can be a really good thing too. So yeah, bullshit's where I land. That sounds hey, Bo, really good. Last word to you. Last word to me. All right. So. 
I mean, I think we're all on the same page, except I'm pretty sure cultural appropriation is one of those terms that is basically just bad. Like the, I don't think it's ever intended use of the term was ever meant to be good now that we've talked it out, mm-hmm. but I can see us like thinking, no, there's like cases where the appropriation of culture is normal or okay, or the negative impact is overblown by the hyperbole of people on the far end of who argue these types of things. But the more we think about it, the more I just feel like they don't really call it cultural appropriation. If people share in cultural symbols and traditions, uh, when work is, is done in earnest, I think the thing I think most about, but I didn't really bring it up, but I'll roll it into my verdict is that, um, you know, uh, you know, wow, it's going to be 20 years ago now. Well, I mean, it's not Getting quite old. 20 years, but yeah, you know, when, um, as a young man, I had a girlfriend, she was Muslim and there was talk of kids, although that never panned out, but I gave thought to the future. That seemed like a possibility and the, per- she was religious. Um, and I was still grappling with the idea that I was going to be an atheist, I think. Uh, but I saw no problem in, okay, well, if this means something to you, then I'm going to read the Quran. I've fasted for Ramadan and celebrated Eid with the Muslim side of my family at that time. Not that we were married, so I can't really say that. But, you know, those traditions I was taking on. And I'll be honest with you, I mean, now that I'm fully an atheist, I would never make that decision that way again. But at the time... My intention was, I think, good, or at least came from a good place. And I don't think it, I mean, it was for the benefit of thinking about raising children and having parental cohesion and thinking I could just overcome my own personality. And maybe that's part of the delusion, but in no way was I appropriating culture. I was showing deference to it. I was trying to study. In fact, at some points it was like, you know more than we do. You know, the white person that knows more about the minority culture than the actual people do because they're eager to be accepted or eager to be validated um, as part of that thing. And I think I just mainly wanted approval in this regard, especially in Islam. They're a little strict about things. (laughs) So, you know, like, and not that it was like that kind of strict, but just generally speaking, like, Ramadan is a celebration where you do not eat during sunlight hours for 30 days. You know, like, that's kind of hardcore. It's not like Christmas where you just, or even Lent, where you just starve for a day or something. I don't even know what Lent is. Isn't there one of them in Christianity where you starve? (laughs) Uh, You fast for a day? It's Lent, isn't it? Yeah. No, yes, but you give something up. I don't know. And it's not just, it's not just not eating. There's no fornicating during these, there's there's nothing. No fornicating? No drinking water. Uh, so like it, it's pretty intense I don't know about the water I'm pretty sure the water thing's true but I'm sure a lot of Muslims actually probably break that uh, I've come to learn that a lot of Muslims secretly break a lot of things <laughs> that you know if you were just to watch it on news or see it depicted in media uh, that, 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 that they wouldn't do uh, but I don't consider that appropriation, I guess, just to bring it back to my verdict. I don't consider my acts there of doing things that were not culturally endemic to me an act of appropriation. And certainly the culture of Islam is a minority in this country, but the world over, Islam's quite flourishing. Uh, uh, but still. 
What's Remember that? your verdict? Well? <laughs> I know. Sorry, I'm, I'm rambling. Uh, so no, I will. It's an interesting story. Like I mean, that you're is. I'm not trying to cut you off. Yeah, I'm just saying. yeah. I'm kind of lost in, in the in. I'm going down memory lane a little <laughs> bit here, but like it's um, it's not appropriation. So I think what I'm trying to say is that it has to do really with the intent. And I feel like the term cultural appropriation suggests that when you are labeling it as such, it means it means the intent is the intent. Not the deliberate intent, but the overall intent, whether it's accidental or intentional, is harmful, is insulting, is disrespectful, and and ultimately self-serving. Like in the case of making money, uh, dressing up, you know, uh, people like, just misrepresenting the culture for consumption by the majority culture for their entertainment. So I've got to actually say cultural appropriation in all shapes and forms are bad but only because the term itself i think actually just is a bad term and i think there are other words maybe like i don't know assimilation or something or cultural exchange that better serve the idea of sharing cultural values among different population types yeah i mean that that is an interesting point yeah i'm just having a hard time with the term and yeah uh, i i think you're kind of right about that in the sense that yeah the term is largely negative i realize and appropriation is there probably is some positive term that means the same thing as a cultural appropriation but when it's like when we all like it well know. like at the top of the show i was kind of talking about how like um a, you know appropriation of funds is a crime i realize the word appropriation isn't always used in a criminal sense but a misappropriation i don't know appropriation just carries with it a tone of a group decided on its own to make decisions about something and the other group doesn't get a say in well, it. Well, yeah, it's funny that word. when they use a term like inclusion uh, or multiculturalism, that's generally seen as like a positive thing. Uh, well, it depends who you are. Of course, if you're a racist, you don't like that stuff. <laughs> but if you're like a regular person who believes in progress, you're like, okay, yeah, it's good to have that stuff. You know, like, we want to see these different cultures and contributing and mingling amongst each other. Certainly, the country we live in is pretty multicultural. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're probably right. Like, there's other terms that will describe those kind of more positive aspects. But, yeah, well, good verdict, Bo. You you did get off there. <laughs> well, I, whoa, <laughs> I didn't you get were, off. <laughs> no, no, I don't mean that. I mean, you were like, I'm like, he's, he's I, I did go, I did go off, but he's in a cave in his own mind. It's, but, par- but it's, it's partly, it's partly because Crofton had to leave early, and I was going to go there anyways. I guess so. I enjoy. I actually enjoyed the story because I think I think it is relevant, especially when you find yourself kind of like in, an, you know, in a, with another culture and wondering what you should do and behave and how you know it's. Like, I mean, no matter what race you are, when you fall in love with somebody and meet their family, there are customs and norms that you may have to assimilate into your life as part being part of their family and vice versa, right? If yeah. And so when it's across larger cultural boundaries, like a Christian and a Muslim. <laughs> getting together uh not that i would say that i am a christian but i am from christian stock culture i am from christian stock you know so like i mean it, it i still say jesus christ all the time and you know it's i, <laughs> you know, I think if you were a good christian you wouldn't say that <laughs> yeah but i still feel like saying it gives it power like having having such deeply rooted habit that when you curse the things are evoke christian culture means that you are of christian culture yeah you know I mean? like even if you say you're an atheist you still carry those habits with you yeah yeah it's a yeah. cultural 
thing. All right, you want to wrap it up? All right, I will wrap it up. Um, how do we do this? If you want to wrap it up, <laughs> go to a store, go to a drugstore. Um, no, you can email us at goodbadbull at gmail.com. That's where we receive emails. And uh, if you send us an email, we will read it on the show, which will eventually air, I promise you. Um, if you're interested in following us, just to know when we go live, we do broadcast live on Twitch. And um, sometimes there's lively conversation. And here right now, it's our well, our moderator, Monica, who's just telling us to delete this video because it's, so bad. <laughs> it's white people talking about culture. But I mean, you know, I, it's better than not talking about it. But anyways, if you want to follow us and find out when we go live to talk about things badly, uh, you can do that on Twitter at GoodBadBull. There's a Facebook page. You can like it. But mostly go to GoodBadBull.com. You know, give that a bookmark. That's where you can find links to all of our other stuff there. And uh, that's the place to be. Um, Finally, also links to subscribe to the show. We have our show on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, all the places. So if there's a place you prefer to watch, we've got you covered there. Um, If, uh, well, I'm not going to say if. I'm going to thank our supporters on Patreon. We do run a Patreon to uh, Patreon page, which is a microtransaction site, which allows uh, listeners to... Uh, tip us basically or give us a little bit of money uh, to help us keep the lights on you know we usually use it to pay for web hosting and um, you know we put a little extra change in our pocket from it Uh, we have a page there so if you'd like to help support the show you enjoy it we bring you laughs or frustrations but the fun kind of frustration you can go to there and uh, give us a buck a month and uh, we'd greatly appreciate it so that's over on patreon.com slash goodbadbull Finally, uh, you can find Crofton Steers uh, on Twitter. If you tweet at him, he will respond to you because he's very desperate <laughs> to have social media engagement in order to keep up with me. Um, since he's not here, I can talk all kinds of shit. Hi, Crofton. Uh, you can follow him at Crofton Steers. Uh, Michael, if people want to... podcast, did you say? Where he's in... The... Uh, Dungeons, Dungeons and Diapers. Diapers. He does a podcast with a, a, a wonderful young podcaster, man. Uh, <laughs> real Ryan, Ryan Murphy. And by the way, you know, if, if he's being abusive towards Ryan Murphy, you, you let me know. He makes him do the tick, tick, ticks, and I think maybe Ryan shouldn't. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ryan, don't don't placate that guy. Yeah, don't, yeah just... Uh, so if anything bad's going on, let me know. Uh, but, uh, Michael, if uh, people want to reach out to you and... and I feel like people really benefit from engaging with you on conversations. <laughs> you think so? <laughs> well, if as long as they consider like a, a good conversation that is not going to be supportive of what you say, but that might be. I always feel like I learn something when we talk about stuff. You yeah, I love spar with our. You know, ideas. I always wonder sometimes, like I would love to. Like, I don't know if it would ever be a Patreon goal. Anyone would ever support, but I'm like, like I would love to just have like a one-on-one Skype call with with, with a listener or some random person and, and just literally talk about some topic because I'm like I like talking with everyone. Yeah. So yeah, if you want to get in touch with me, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, email the show and then <laughs> email the show. Yeah, that's awesome. Actually, we'll and do that. Uh, we can and we can have a, a conversation about something because I would like to chat with whoever about anything. Actually, we should. But yeah, uh, social media because it sucks. Yeah, I'd agree. After this weekend, with all the hot takes with Endgame and Game of Thrones, it's so annoying. It's just good. Just shut up, everybody. Jesus, so much tro- trolling. Mm. I don't know. It's just like it's not a pause. I get so much more out of life when I just interact with people that I meet physically in the street or like chat with your friends. Like it's just so much richer. And and all the stuff on the internet. 
doesn't give me anything really i get nothing out of it mm. but whatever well um if you want to find <laughs> me you can find me at bo schwartz and uh you know i'll say hi i like chatting with people uh so you know we got... you have a good presence on the uh, internet so. i mean i try to make sure you know it's, uh, i like to to I don't know. I like to engage in conversation too, especially over social media. It's kind of fun, but uh, I don't like but all the bullshit that's there. Why not real conversation? You know, you need to put your phone number out there more. Well, I mean, I can't do thirty <laughs> phone calls in a day or whatever. Not that I get. That you think many. your phone will be ringing off the hook that much? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> but you know what I mean. I don't know. Social there's there's an efficacy to two hundred. You're limited to two hundred characters or so yeah yeah, um that i sort of appreciate but um as well uh not here but on some of our other uh shows that i do there's a patron discords we might even we could set one up for this show too maybe in the future and make that as part of the patron uh thing so let us know if that's something you'd be into uh so yeah that i mean that pretty much covers everything for the show uh we're going to take a bow now and 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 get out but before we do we usually like to make a joker it's gonna be hard with crofton here because i find when the three of us are together we can force a frustration level to end the show but if it's just two of us we're gonna be in agreement because well not talking about like transhumanism or something and then i'll get annoyed with you and uh, nothing this was a very like this topic was very um i'm not gonna say personal it just felt uh it's one of the topics i probably take more seriously or have given more thought to so i don't it isn't you know and that's what the comment i made about like the personal versus the trends of it like because i find like those are so different like so when it's like the trend of cultural appropriation i agree like i would say full-on bad some of the individual things and like when people are do have good intentions and maybe you're unaware you know it's harder to just say this is bad It, it it's a messy it was a it's a difficult topic and certainly it's i don't think there is like a cut and dried way to look at it it's an evolving thing too so i mean i i what i'm saying is i guess i guess i get how you could see it as a very personal thing especially considered some of your personal experiences which were relevant yeah and you know i i don't know i don't know if at any point i might have been appropriating culture i'm sure that i did i'm sure i must have at some point right like I don't mean in this religious sense with Islam, but um, you know, like I like rap music, and I was more into skateboarder culture. It's hard to know how much of that was, a, you know, if I wore my pants below my ass. Yeah, that's true. You did do that. I listened to a lot of Public Enemy in. <laughs> I, I still love- I love Public Enemy so much back in the day. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah. I think maybe we'll just leave it there. We'll say yeah, uh, end the show. Uh, yeah, well, hang on. Like we're gonna end the show on. What is it? Get up, get, get, get down. 911 is joking, yo, town. Get up, get, get. Actually, you know what is funny? I feel like you're appropriating culture right now. It's, it's I, I totally, well, I, like, there's that song about slavery that Public Enemy did called Can't Trust It. Please don't sing it. I'm not going to, but I will say, I know all the lines. I could probably rap most of it, even now. And I was okay. li- 
been listening to that since if I was. You've learned anything about cultural appropriation? If you ever get a, a public mic where people are like, "Bo, what song do you know?" Get up there and sing. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Please don't sing that one because <laughs> I feel like you'll be like everyone will be like, "Ooh, cultural appropriation!" I know it when I see it. And Bo rapping about slavery. I mean, I, like I'm not gonna lie. Like I've I've been alone. You know, when you sing a song in your home, like home yeah. alone, like, like I will rap. Can't trust it. Like all day. Yeah, that's fine in your in, in your own home, but don't be a. I can know. culturally appropriate in the privacy of my own home. I like the song, and I've been listening to it since I was a kid. Like I, I got um, it's Public Enemy, The Empire Strikes Black, ninety one. That's the name of the album. I didn't know that. It's a classic, classic album, uh, and uh, I love that song. Can't trust it. All right, end the show. Are you a fan of the Good, Bad, or Bullshit podcast? Consider supporting the show by becoming one of our valued patrons at patreon.com. For as little as the cost of one cup of coffee a month, your generous support will help keep the random topic generator oiled and fueled for future generations. Find out more at patreon.com slash goodbadbull.